0: Welcome back to Bullpen Sessions. My name is Andy Neary. Each week, I sit down with abundant thinkers who are kicking ass in life, and we deconstruct the formulas they have used to have success in business and in life to help you unpack your life, your business, so you can do the same. So, put a smile on, grab a pen and a paper, get ready to take a ton of notes because you, my friend, are about to go on a wild ride. Here we go hey welcome back to bullpen sessions this week i'm actually sharing an interview from the past i had the chance to sit down with anthony trucks about 10 or 11 months ago it was actually before I even had the bullpen sessions podcast. I was doing a video interview series called major league mindset where I sat down with former professional athletes and who who are also now having a lot of success in business. And we just talk about the mindset they had as an athlete and how they tie that same mindset into their business career. And Anthony is the definition of somebody who had success on the athletic field and is now having success in business. Here's just a short list of his accomplishments. He's a former linebacker at the university of Oregon. Now for the diehard college football fans out there. This is before the fancy uniforms, before Chip Kelly brought the innovative offense to the Ducks. He then took his football talent to the next level. He spent a few years as a linebacker with the Washington, formerly known as Redskins, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. But when his NFL career was over, his athletic success did not end there. He's actually, get this, he's actually the first NFL athlete to ring the bell on America Ninja Warrior. Now, in the business world, Anthony's had the same amount of massive success as he had on the football field. He is the owner or founder of Identity Shift. He's an international speaker. He's the best-selling author of Trust Your Hustle. He's a father of three. I mean the list just goes on and on and on and this episode is all about identity shifts. Anthony has had a lifetime of them. His journey is fascinating from making uh, identity shifts as a child to making the shifts he needed to make on the football field and now to making those identity shifts he's made in his marriage, End his uh, business career. So if you're sitting out there right now and you're in sales, if you are struggling or you've had a lot of success, but you are trying to take it to the next level, it is going to require mindset shifts and identity shift and that's what this episode is about. In fact, if you sit tight and you hold on and you listen to the end of this episode, I have a special gift for you for those that uh, are going to listen to the full episode. That's my gratitude for you staying with us and staying throughout this entire episode. A couple takeaways from the interview. One, you got to enjoy the monotony of success. Anthony and I talk about this. Most people can't endure the monotony of success because that's, they can't, Stay consistent enough to be successful. What you create creates you. It's another thing we talk about. And most importantly, you got to enjoy the journey. If you are just focused on the destination and you are only going to be happy if you get to that destination, you're not going to enjoy the journey at all. And Anthony and I definitely dive deep into that because he has had one hell of a journey that I'm excited to share with you. So grab a pen, grab a piece of paper, buckle up. This is going to be a fun ride. This is an amazing episode and it's going to change your career. Here we go shift your mindset. Anthony welcome aboard. Hey man how you doing man? (laughs) Good I am uh, again thank you for taking the time to be on the the interview today. So Anthony take us back uh, if you don't mind filling in the audience of people who may not know who you are. Tell us a little bit about maybe your upbringing
1: and really you
0: you know what has led you to where you are today which is helping people get through the shifts in their careers in their mindsets uh, with the coaching you provide today. In other
1: words, the biggest thing for me is uh, I help people make success their second nature. I think it's kind of the thing i figure figured out how to do. It's a really a lot of it's mindset, a big, it's like mindset, a subsection of my identity work I do, but I started this um, by accident. I think life happens that way. You start these things, you don't know what you're doing or going through, but it creates this human. So years ago, uh, when I was three years old, I was given into foster care and you deal with a system that does not care about you. It's what's called a paycheck. So long as I didn't die, it was all good in the world. So I was beaten, starved, torched with me. There's a lot of crazy things put into a family. That's my family this day. It's an all-white family. So I had that weird identity of like, who am I? Where do I fit in the foster kid, all-black kid? Um, then I got adopted 11 years later. So I was in the system for a lot of years with a lot of instability. Went to like five different homes. Never knew that, that I would wake up on this pillow and for sure go on to that one again tonight until I severed my mom's rights at 14. Finally got adopted. My uh, biological mom was no longer in a picture. My adoptive mom got diagnosed with MS. So I have this sick mom. I'm the, the son of a sick mom. I'm this athlete trying to play football for the first time. So I'm really out of my my depth there. I'm not good, but I love this sport. I'm the all, you know, only black kid, all white family. I went to schools. I was the only black kid. Still a foster kid. I'm the So many different weird parts of who I am. that I think a lot of us step in these spaces, especially like the sales word. You step in and just dis, 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 dis discomfort. It's like, I don't know what I'm doing. A little bit off. And you never really know where you quite fit. And so that was me. Like, that's the root of Anthony. And I wish, did I wish that was where it ended? Oh, man, bro. It does get crazier. So, I got so let another.
0: me, go ahead, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, was, let me ask you, if you don't mind, ask you a question yeah. quick. I want to take two parts of your life and put it into one question. Please. You talked about life happens often in ways we don't intend. Mm-hmm. Which, for sales professionals, not a lot of people often get into sales by design, especially in the industry yeah. I've come from, which is insurance. Mm-hmm. But then you also had to hit that, that part of your life where, as the only African-American kid in the elementary school, you felt out of place. Again, of very commonplace salespeople find themselves. Can you go back and think about the mindset you may have had at that time that really helped you get through and move forward through those times in your life? Yeah,
1: man, it was just survival. I mean, you're talking this is up to like 15 years old. It wasn't much more than like, I don't like how I feel right now. I gotta do something to feel better. And it's that simple. I mean, it's like a lot of us like we will accept that the poison and the evil. Like we we believe in this thought that uh the evil we know is better than the evil we don't. So we just accept this weird discomfort, and I just I just get okay with it. I get uh, accustomed to it. And I'm a guy that's like, nah. No, I don't want any of that in my life, man. Like I don't, I don't want any of that. I want to figure out how to feel very comfortable in this. And then over time it's not discomfort, it's normalcy. And when you can do that thing that really moves the needle for you, when you can do it like it's nothing, like it's a breeze, but it used to overwhelm you or scare you. Mm-hmm. Now you get successful. It's the people that like will sit back and enter cells and say, man, how does Jim do that? That's a lot. Like it's overwhelming. It's scary. Like, Oh, I could never do that. But Jim does it like he's eating breakfast on a Tuesday. <laughs> You know, like what in the world? So, but when you can get to that point, that's how you can actually become incredibly successful. And that's, that's what I learned over the years. Cause like after I get adopted, I tried football and I suck at football. I try to figure it out. And I get to this point, I'm like, you know what? I don't want to suck at this anymore. I want to be great. And I worked my tail off to be a better athlete. I didn't, I didn't get better at football cause I practiced football. I believe like, uh, there's this, this process inside of, if we don't own that's who we are, then we end up not doing the things necessary to succeed in that over time, it drains us. Like we may try it and it may kill our soul and then we just don't do it, right? So what I found is like, what you create creates you. Like literally when I created this faster, stronger athlete in the weight room and running routes and just, you know, reading like little stuff, it gave us like chip in my shoulder of confidence, like I'm the dude. And I would go into the football field, I'd show up, I'd battle, I'd make plays, I'd get the praise. And the praise got the pride. Like boom, I feel good about myself, chip in the shoulder. And that comes from what I did in the face of not feeling very comfortable. And that was one of the biggest catalysts, one of the biggest things that I teach people in my realm. It's like, you really have to step in and create something, not for the end destination, but for the internal destination. I'm building this thing, it's gonna be painful, I'm gonna try these things, They're gonna suck it first, I'm gonna suck it first, but if I just stay the damn course, I'll eventually get to the point where I step back and say, you know what, I put too much time and energy into this to walk away and not feel like I'm that person. I'm that person now. And that person does X, Y, and Z. It's now Jim doing these things that were overwhelming and scary to you. Now they're who you are. And they happen on autopilot, effortless effort. Boom, I kill it. And that's what I learned.
0: That might, what you just said there, Anthony, that I wanna hear every, I want every sales professional to understand is, you said you did not get better at football by just practicing football. Nope. You realized, working on yourself, probably more with mind than physical, mm-hmm. to become, literally think yourself into becoming that football player is what helped you become that football player. Yeah. And so, when I hear sales professionals all the time, yes, you need the product knowledge. You need, uh, you need to practice those sales skills. But at the end of the day, what sales professionals can do to really take their sales to the next level is start by working on themselves and yeah. putting themselves in that right mindset. Of, I am a great salesman. And if I just work on the fact that my mind knows I can do this and I will eventually become this, eventually all that stuff I see all my peers doing is just going to become second nature for me. So it does. I want to take you go back to that spot about you're in high school, you're playing football.
1: Yeah.
0: Obviously, there came a point where you realized (laughs) I'm pretty good at this. Mm -hmm. When was that? And do you think a lot of it had to do with the the work you put on with your mindset? Do you think it was, all the mindset work you did off the field is what truly elevated your play on the field?
1: Yes. Yes and no. I mean, I, I realized I was good like my junior year when I started getting people looking at me, right? And to be honest, what it was is uh, this aspect that because it was who I was, I would protect that with my actions. And this is where a lot of people don't grasp Because we just talked about like the chip on the shoulder. And what it is, is like you have this, uh, this ego, everybody says ego is a bad thing. I don't think it's a bad, I, I call it everyone's greatest obstacle. But once you overcome it, it's everyone's greatest opportunity. Yep. And the reason is, is because imagine like you have this, like this stick in the ground, there's this orb floating around it and that gets close to it. It shocks it and you know, keeps it off. Well, this, this stick in the ground is your identity and who you believe yourself to be. And the orb is your ego and your actions. And it shows up in a way where if I'm this person, I will protect that stick with my actions. And so it's like saying, I'm a phenomenal football player. Well, what does that football player do? My ego will make me lift weights, make me eat the right food, make me practice, make me train, make me learn. Because those actions are gonna solidify the identity and protect that, right? Same for great mom, same for great salesperson. I am a great salesperson. What are the actions I do to protect that I feel that way about myself? And so what happens is a lot of people don't get what I call the ideal identity dialed in that, that pike, that stick, that has the ego. It's, it's the ideal identity. And the stronger that is, the better the actions are. And the way you get that is you have this overlap and you imagine like a Venn diagram, literally like, it, it's, yeah, it's, at the very top will have your beliefs, which you believe is possible. You'll have then your thoughts and your reactions where your beliefs and your thoughts overlap is in fact, your mindset. It's like, if I believe this to be true, but then I'm like, but should you, are you smart enough? Can you? you got this weak mindset stepping out, like, because your thoughts aren't in line with your beliefs and what you're capable of doing. So the mindset's weak. And then you have this stage. Oh. So then, wherever that belief and thoughts overlap, that's your mindset. If the mindset's stronger, great. But then you have the area where it's another overlap, which is going to be your actions and your thoughts. So if I think I should be doing this, but I don't do it. Then I'm out of commitment, I'm out of habits. If I don't have my habits in line, I can't succeed the way I know I'm supposed to succeed. Like, I can't be great for this week and then not good this. I can't put a certain amount of calls in this week and then not do the same next week and expect to have results. That person I want to be, doesn't do that. Then the big one that really matters, it's the belief in the actions. If I believe I'm supposed to do this and my actions don't follow suit, I fall out of commitment and pride for myself. And this is where a lot of people falter. You're talking about the football player that I felt I was If about the sales person, right? I do that and I step up strong because I know it's who I am and I don't care what you say, you can't challenge me there. But if I fall out of commitment somewhere, my character's a little bit off, my mindset's weak, I don't have that strength. I lose the chip on the shoulder. And here's the big thing. A lot of people, they'll take a few actions, but if they lose that action within the lineup of where the belief's supposed to be, what happens is, think about a person that you don't like, love or respect very much. Like You may not show up for them if they need you. Hey, I really need you to show up, man. I don't care about you, bro. I'm not worried about you. But my loved one, my wife, my kids, my family, like they need me. I got you because I love, respect these people. I'm going to show up and do overwork. I'm going to go and I don't even feel like doing it. I'm going to do it. Now, if you have a belief in action where you overlap and you miss a little bit of pride or you lack that character and like greatness about yourself, you don't care and love about yourself. Like there's not the same kind of respect. So what ends up happening is you don't show up for yourself in the actions necessary consistently. You don't do it when you don't feel like doing it because you're like, I don't know. I don't even know supposed to. I missed it yesterday. I'm not that great. Of a, and all these things are to kind of topple on your heart. So the biggest thing is when you look at how to become that person what I did in football was literally, I created a guy who didn't miss workouts every day. I had to catch a football 500 times. That was a commitment. That was the action. So that when it came time, I had this chip in my shoulder of like, you don't have the right to beat me. You don't get the right to outsell me today. Like this is what I do. Right. And then the mindset strong because I believe I'm great. And my thoughts keep telling me, "Yeah, bro, you put the work in, you are great." Now, the mindset's strong, the habits are strong, the pride's strong. I show up. The actions of my ego are effortless effort. Now I'm not this football player trying to do what the great football player does, which becomes soul draining. But I'm the one that does that. And here, oh, dude, here's the beautiful piece of it. I didn't even get to the great part yet. <laughs> here's the great part, and what people need to grasp. This one, if you get this, you just sink in and get it. A lot of the time, what we don't realize is the problem we run into is the things that we're supposed to do to have success, they become overwhelming. We're always just like, we always decide things. You know how our brain has, and maybe they don't know this, but your brain is like a decision gas tank, we'll call it. Like based on like your, your like neuroscience, it shows you can make a certain amount of decisions before you're just like, I don't wanna think anymore. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And women are always choosing things. I think it's why they can't pick dinner. Cause they can make choices <laughs> all day long. Like you pick dinner. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So look get this what happens. You get to, if you're a person who's like, um, deciding, do I get the workout? Do I make the calls? Do I write that email? Do I follow up? Do I have this conversation? Do I, do I, do I? By the time you get to two o'clock, you've made so many decisions. You're done, man. Like you just sit there and hold your thumbs the rest of the day. Whereas the person that says, I'm the person that gets the email out that makes those calls that writes those emails that makes those, those conversations. That's who I am. It just gets done. I'm not deciding anymore. So by two o'clock, I still got a half a tank ready to roll and now I can go into the rest of the day killing it cuz it's not something I'm trying to do and deciding should I, it's who I am and I'm protecting that and it's the pride I have for this individual and that's how you become great at literally anything you do.
0: Well and I know you'd agree with this Anthony, this is how you know what I do with my life. There are some things I call those non-negotiables. Mm-hmm. And so working out for me every day is a non-negotiable and I some yeah. people might think that's selfish but my point to them is: Listen, if you want me to bring my best to you, you need to let me do what it takes to, so I can be my best. That's okay. mm-hmm. good. And so I want to go back to something you said because that was so good, so good. It could be argued that um, people in sales often equate success purely to money. Yeah. And I see a lot of people in my industry and in other industries with sales, you know, involved where. You may look at somebody and say they're super successful because they make a lot of money. However, when you mm-hmm. if you were to do a, a macro view of their entire life, you would see they're probably lacking greatly in other areas of their life, whether it's being a good yeah. husband, a good wife, a good parent, taking care of their body. So the mm-hmm. question I ask is, are you truly successful mm-hmm. if you are making a lot of money, but you're letting everything else in life fall fall to the wayside?
1: Yeah, I did that.
0: And... My answer to that is no. My, money is just one piece of the avenue of the overall, call it metric of success. But you hmm. said something I want you to hit upon again, if you don't mind, that I, I preach all the time. And I'm so glad you said that is I read a book once called The One Thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever read that book, but they mentioned in there that most people cannot handle the monotony of success.
1: Yeah, they can't
0: which is you see the overnight successes or who you think is an overnight success, but what you don't mm-hmm. realize is the daily boredom, the daily monotony they go through mm-hmm. to be that success you see today. Yeah, so yeah, if you cool. don't mind taking the audience through this, cause NFL is a perfect example. Yeah. As a player at the division one college level, and then in the NFL, what are some of the things you had to do every single day that the people who watch on Sunday don't see, but mm-hmm. if they watched Monday through Saturday, they'd be blown away?
1: Yeah, I mean, every day you have to. Uh, I mean, the thing is crazy. Every day it was was all the small things that make you great. I like, the same thing you just talked about. Coach Tomlin was with the Steelers was really big on, we're going to be masters of the small things, and the big things take care of themselves. And so, what you don't see behind the scenes is every day dealing with the pain and anguish of knowing that you might not have a job tomorrow. Now, I go in sales, it's kind of the same thing, right? It's a little bit similar, mm-hmm. but literally, like you won't get to live in this town. You'll have to move. You know, like that's that's like an everyday thing you have to deal with action wise every day you have to get up with this ball in the pit of your stomach and go and give your absolute everything and that showed up in being consistent in areas where no one questioned your ability to do your job that's how football works a team effort just like a sales team you know you're part of a team effort so if, if I question whether or not you can do this thing i'm not gonna I'm not going to lean on you to get stuff done and so it diminishes your ability to have value for me and so what we did as teammates was Every day I'm at the weight room, every single morning, Dan reading the exact same breakfast, same weight lift and session from what time to what time. From there we go to our, our morning meetings, which were our special teams meetings, special teams, go to defensive team meeting, defensive team meeting, go to some linebacker position meeting from position meeting, you go get lunch, you go to practice from practice, you watch more film, you go home, you get to sleep, you get back up and do it again. And this is the role throughout the season. And it's just like clockwork, it doesn't move, doesn't change the same tempo, same beat, same tempo, same beat. And you get to a groove. It's almost like you just kind of, you flow. And I promise you, I couldn't tell you what day of the week it was, what yeah. month it was, it just, you flow. And people look at it like these guys are like, oh, they're killing it. I promise you when we're in the middle of the season, I don't know what month it is. I just know it's like week 16 or week 12. Like it's all I know. It's weird kind of. So when I take the things that I've learned from football and apply to the businesses that I run now, which I've been able to make seven figures as a coach and a speaker and author and just all these cool things. A lot of it is I get to a group. So I I don't have to base my success off of feelings. I think a lot of people are trying to feel a certain way before they do something and feelings are fleeting. They, you can be great today and gone tomorrow. And it takes that one, it takes that one binge of, you know, like eating ice cream and your weight, whatever weight you lost is back on, you know? So the same thing happens with success. So for me, it's like, I don't binge eat on the process. I have these things I have to do and I don't have to think about them anymore. They're not decisions. They just have to get done. And I set my life up this way where it makes it much smoother. And like you said, success is, it's a consistent climb. And I think a lot of people, they, they leave the, the mountain early. They head back downhill. Cause I, I don't think that, that people grasp is a lot of people are looking for the destination. I want to make this amount of sales this week. I want to make, you know, um, I want to make this much money to buy this kind of house. I want to take a vacation here. I want to do that thing over there. I should stick my head down and do this stuff and like hate it. And then I'll get there and I'll be happy, you know? (laughs) And what I realized like, well, what if you think about like taking a trip somewhere, if I get in a car to go on a trip somewhere and the car is late to get to the airport, my flight's delayed. I got to take another flight. And then I had this crazy trip, with sitting next to a baby who's crying, I land, I get lost in this weird city. I lose my wallet, my movie, my camera gets destroyed. And you know, then I just, I get to this hotel. It's an amazing hotel. I don't walk in like I had the worst trip. Oh my God, I'm so happy. I'm in this amazing hotel now. Like I don't just flip it. Like I'm happy because all of a sudden I had this hotel. So the destination doesn't always give you joy. However, If I have the smoothest ride, the plight gets there on time. I have a sit next to this fine lady, and you know, if I was single, I'm talking to her, have a great meal, I get a nice nap, finish my book, I got work done. If I show up and my room's messed up and it's all crappy, like, hey, it's cool. I'll wait. I'm still happy. Even if it's a crappy hotel, like I'm at a good I'm gonna make the most of this, right? So what I I tell you all of that to say, the destination is not the destination, the destination is the journey Mm -hmm. because then I love every day. Then I have everything operate smooth. My perspective and filter are great. And now I enjoy every level of my day and my life. It becomes joyful to me. And the other stuff just happens. That's why you see people are successful. It almost like it looks easy. Like, why is it so easy for them? Because they didn't make it easy to get there. They made it easy to enjoy the process to get there.
0: So many, so many good lessons there, because people would laugh, Anthony, if, if a college football player, went to a scout and said tell me a hack that i can use to get to the nfl yeah it's yeah. obvious it's going to be work your butt off yeah it's a hack and it's, it's so amazing how many people whether it's in sales it's in marketing you name it they want that silver bullet they want that mm-hmm. hack right to grow that seven figure business mm-hmm. and the other thing you said which is so so important is if you're in sales the stuff that's boring picking up the phone uh, even if it's all the way down to getting on social media and inviting 10 or 15 new connections into your community so you can interact with them, you have to ha- that has to almost become second nature to you. Enjoyful. Monday through Friday, if not Monday through Sunday, that to your point, you don't even know what day of the week it is, mm-hmm. that you just get up each and every day, you rinse and you repeat and go, yep, that's just what I have to do today to make it a successful day. I agree.
1: I think a lot of people are looking for this, this strategy, like you said, the hack too. The strat- Look at it this way. And this is, I try, to, I try to like give like aha moments. This is an aha moment for you guys to grab. Grab this one. I always, I was like, why do we seek these strategies and hacks? It shortcuts the process, right? Which is true and it can, but then I'm like, well, well, who usually gets those? And a lot of people get them and do nothing with them. We get, we get shelf esteem. I buy the book, I put it on the shelf, I never read it, but I feel good because I bought the damn book. And then I started thinking like, well, where do those come from? Like, how does that operate? How did this strategy or software tool come to be? And what it was, was somebody of a specific ideal identity, had a problem, decided to figure it out, had joy along the way, got some great success with it, said, hey, that's what I did, come take the same path. So what if we, instead of being a person that's always consuming, be a person that consume that and apply it first, but then be a person that creates it? Like that's the secret. The hack is be the person that creates those things. Because that, that is like, you have to master things. And when you have to master it enough to teach it, Oh, damn it, you've mastered it. And now it becomes normalcy.
0: You just hit it on the head. I tell people all the time quick taking so many notes, start taking action. And yeah, figure it out. And, and the more action you take, out of action comes creativity. And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you're the one who created the hack that you were looking for in the first exactly. place. Exactly. That's it. And, and so it's interesting. I'm, I got a question here for you that I want to mm-hmm. throw out there uh, it's directly related to mindset. When I was in Pro Bowl, Anthony, you know, there was a huge jump in talent from the high school level to college level, right? Mm-hmm. But what I think people don't realize is then there's another big jump to the minor leagues for baseball. But even between AAA, the highest level of the minors, and major league baseball, there's a huge jump in gap, mm-hmm. in, in talent. Yeah. You made that jump from the uh, college football to the NFL. And I always yeah. laugh when people say, like, this year the Dolphins the, – the, the Alabama could beat the Dolphins. No, they couldn't. Never. There is a huge <laughs> gap in talent between the best college football team and the worst NFL team. So vast. But somebody who's in sales who's already doing well, and now they got to take it to the next level. That's, to me, like you going from Oregon, and now here you are with the Washington Redskins. You're at the highest level. Yeah. What mindset shift do you think somebody like that, whether it's a football player in the NFL or a sales professional, trying to take it to the next level, what mindset yeah. do they have to have to make that happen?
1: Um, it's going to be speed of embracing overwhelm. Because the thing is, well, speed first and then speed of embracing over because it's going to go fast. I mean, literally in football, it goes faster than you ever thought. It, like if I sat back, there's times that I remember high school, like, oh, it was so fast and then college, like this is way fast. And then I go to the NFL, this is hell fast. I'm, to the point where I go back to high school, I'm like, this feels like they're moving in quicksand. <laughs> Why are they so slow, you know? And, and so what ends up happening is that and the way that you get to that speed is you just embrace the overwhelm. A lot of us we try to fight the the, what's going on. We back ourselves out of the problem because it's overwhelming, make excuses to sleep at night. We just can't, uh, I don't want to lean in. And when I was a kid I did this stupid thing as a kid, I didn't torture animals, but it's, it it may sound like it. (laughs) We'd have kittens. And we would have these kittens that my mom was like, I don't know why. We always had some damn kittens, man. It was like kittens <laughs> and puppies like every month. I don't know what was going on. She
0: wasn't the, the crazy cat lady, was she? <laughs> no, nah, she wasn't. We just, I think we had like stray animals and we'd see yeah, them in the yeah,
1: backyard. Yeah. We were poor and we had like weird holes in the backyard. It was awkward. <laughs> so we had this hole of a cat. And she used to get pregnant, I guess. I don't know what was going on. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we're going off a tangent. So the cat, I would, I would have these kittens. I one time put a sock over one of the cat's heads. And the cat, they will run backwards all over the place. They'll run off cliffs. If you put them next to a cliff. They'll just back out of it because it's a different problem. But if the cat was to stop and put its hand on the sock and lift its head up, it'd come out of the problem. And so what a lot of us are doing is we have this problem. How fast can I get out of this problem? I don't I back out. I'm going to leave them. They just go backwards and they fall off cliffs. They ruin their lives. But we're smarter. We're smarter than cats. Stop. Put your hands on the sock. Figure out how to lift your head up. Do the work. And see where you're standing, like right, I'm great, I'm okay. And so I think that's what happens when you look at the speed of overwhelm. People do not find out how to handle this overwhelm and then lean in and embrace it. And all you have to do to over overcome overwhelm is just do the work. Yep. Like don't don't remove yourself from the fire because you'll eventually you'll figure it out. But when you stay you stay in it, like you get the skill set to stay in it, and then also this, you then separate yourself from the 99% of people who find a way to back out. That's why it's the one percent they just didn't back out of the craziness so when you're in a space you go to the next level lean in man embrace the fire of it find a way to like stick in with the gut of you that handle that overwhelm and in doing so you'll just learn to survive and be able to thrive
0: so if there's one takeaway from today i want everybody on this show to take away when you get uncomfortable when you hit those problems because you're growing don't hit the reverse button, or Mm -hmm. don't shove it into reverse, just grab the damn sock, yeah, man. (laughs) right, and lift your your head out. So, I want to be respectful of your time, Anthony. I know you're a busy man. Um, Now, here you are. You played in the NFL. There was a time that came the NFL was not in your future, and unfortunately, in your case, it was due to a shoulder injury. Mm -hmm. Quickly take us, you know, what, where was your mindset when you realized that, you know, the NFL is no longer going to be um, where I take my talents and now you knew you had to, to, to take your talents to something else in life yeah.
1: it was a mess up, difficult one yeah I mean it's always difficult because you get this thing you've been doing for so long that it's who you are and then your identity is stripped from you Yep, like that for me was the difficult part it's like who is Anthony without this thing and I had to rebuild a new thing and so I didn't even know how to repurpose what I, I'd had. A lot of us as athletes don't know how, because we know how to be able to take the physical nature and I can go tackle you, but I can't get paid for that anymore. Uh, people I have to pay money because I go to jail, right? It's a whole different thing. So in the day it ends up being as they were to figure out how do I repurpose this, these intangibles. And so what I did was I went into the real world and I, I messed my life up, man. I, uh, I, I came out, I got this, you know, this gym opened up and almost went bankrupt in the first few months Had no clue to do sales or build a business. Ruined my marriage, got divorced, ruined my you know, fatherhood. I wasn't a, a present father anymore. So like I did all the things that that you shouldn't do and neglected everything to try and find myself again, to find a sense of pride for who I was. When the reality was is I was always the person that created those things. But I thought I had to have a thing to be the person. So ass backwards, excuse my yep. language. And so, Forget the, for a point I got to this level, where I was like, all right, well, you know, I almost fall apart. Almost Honestly, almost took my life, man. I got to like a super bottom. My, my wife had the fare. Like that was bottoms. And it's taken me probably almost eight years now since those moments in time to climb out and really take a backwards look and say, like, how did I get to that level? How did I fall off? How do I get back on the horse? How did I create this crazy cool life I have now? Fast forward from then, I was divorced for three years, custody battle craziness, remarried my ex-wife in the most weirdest turn of events that, that, uh, honestly, like if I had to go, our marriage is incredible. If I had to go through that stuff again, I'd go through it twice. And then I get where I'm at now. Like it's, it's, it's amazing. Right. And a lot of it was the mindset of it all. Who am I? Who do I want to be? What beliefs do I have about myself? What actions need to be taken consistently to be able to have me this guy? How do I build myself back up from that character pride standpoint? Like what's the belief after my life What are the actions I'm taking on top of that. And then, what are the thoughts that I have, and the actions, and habits I have to have that commitment that aligns with who I want to be to build up over time? And I just spent the last probably six years now just rebuild an entire new human, man, from awesome. the intangibles of what I had, how I think, what practices I have. That I'm really big on the physiology changes your psychology, right? So, what am I actionably doing? What strategies am I applying to my day, to my life? Um, and then, what are you know, where are the areas where I need to show up more that I'm not showing up? Like there's days that I'm. Not still not the best father. I'm a solid dad now. Kids are now like we do great. But there's days where I'm you know I'm not the best dad in the world. Yep. Days when I mess up you know parts that my, my wife needs me to do, it. I'm not the best husband. Um, you know days when my just my habits fall out, or I'm like questioning. Like I know I'm damn good at what I do, but like ah, this person didn't sign up. Am I that good? Right. These things are normal and natural. However, I'm very cognitive and conscious of what's going on on a daily basis, and realizing I'm in control of all of it. I think you that's know, one of the things that most people don't get.
0: Well, and that's it, man. I, I, not that I ever want somebody to have to go through what you've gone through, whether it was as a child or after the NFL career. But what I heard you say, and I think it's so important to repeat, is you had a lot of what could be perceived as losses. And mm-hmm. it's so easy for people, salespeople, right? They lose every day. Yeah. And it's so easy to take those losses personally or let it actually define the rest of your life. And in mm-hmm. some cases, I see people even getting out of sales because of that. Yeah. But I think what you need to realize is because you're, when you realize it's, you have to love the journey, those losses are no longer losses, they're learning lessons.
1: Oh, they All you want more of them.
0: And so I always tell people, you either win or you learn. If you, mm-hmm. if you look at things that way, you either win or you learn, life's going to get a whole lot easier and you're going to enjoy that journey a hell of a lot more than, than you may be today mm-hmm. because your, your life Anthony is a is a beacon for that of somebody who has shifted their mind so many times okay. because of what they were faced with uh, you're a true inspiration man so
1: Appreciate
0: it, man. I'm gonna leave this this final one final question on mindset for the audience is mm-hmm. if you were you do a lot of keynote speaking yeah if you're just speaking to a, an audience of, of sales professionals mm-hmm. and let's think of younger sales professionals people who may right. be new to, newer to the business what would be the one tip on mindset or the one mindset idea you would want to pass along to that audience?
1: Um, well, I think the way I look at this is when there's going to be a lot of things they're faced with that we're going to naturally have excuses to, to bear and bring forward because at the exact same time, it's going to be difficult to do this new thing. It's, it's all abnormal. And here's what ends up happening. We, we in those moments feel very weak and helpless. Like, I don't feel like I can do this. Therefore, why give effort? Why do the X, Y, and Z? And so we end up having all this, uh, this power stripped of us because we think we have no control. And here's what usually happens in life when it comes in a mindset in my life. Now things that go wrong, things that go great. Like it's always my fault or my, my responsibility somewhere. And what I started doing is whenever I was faced with something, something went wrong. And I wanted that lesson you talked about. I had to take that pain of acceptance because with it comes the power the power to make a change for the next time, the power to apply this lesson, right? If I have a loss and I think I'm helpless and I have no part in it, why am I going to get back up and lose again? Because I'm nothing I do, I'm never going to win, no matter what I do. That's a horrible place to have your mind. Mm-hmm. So for me, my mindset's big on, all right, damn, I took an L here. What did I do to take this L? What was my fault? Yeah. There may have been 10% of it, 2% of it was me, maybe 98, somebody else, but damn it, where was mine? And when I have to eat that, like, ah, oh, it's painful, but I'm like, all right, though but I got some power next time. I could change a little something. I did it in my relationship. Yep. I thought for the longest time, all oh, her fault, you, you did all this, you made a horrible, how could you make, have an affair? And then I realized like, I was gone 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. and I was a neglectful husband. So I realized was, yeah, you made a crappy choice, but it took two people to get to a point where she felt she needed to make this choice. Yep. So in that I'm like, ah, damn, I had to take that pain of like, yep, yeah, it's, not, it's not the right reason, it's not a good one, it just is what it is, but dude, you had a part to play. So take your power back, be right. Take that damn lump with it too. Uh, life so gets other places. Yeah.
0: Life gets so easier, Anthony, when you just own your problems, right? When you own, own your shift, I call it Own your shift. That it, you know, and I, I that one punched me in the gut because I can look back at my previous you know, my career over the years and I'm guilty of blaming other things, right? Blaming my yeah. house. Hey, when I got released from baseball, Anthony. Mm-hmm. I blamed it on my size, the fact I didn't throw hard, the fact I wasn't a high draft pick. But at the yeah. end of the day, it was me. I, oh. I had to own that. So thank you for mm-hmm. saying that. If you're out there right now, guys, you're struggling with sales, you're sitting there pointing fingers at at your team, at the market, at at the product you might be selling. You have to own every failure, and trust me, life will get a lot easier when you do. It so does. last last thing here, Anthony, and I'm gonna I'm gonna. Provide a little gift here at the end if you're cool with it. Um, yeah. If somebody wanted to reach out to you mm-hmm. and get a hold of you, what are the best channels, best ways to get a hold of you?
1: To reach, to actually get a hold of me. Uh, or they wanted to <laughs> follow
0: you on social media. If yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: To- so, well, social is the best as- like asset I okay. use to be able to contact and communicate with my people. So, Instagram is where I spend a lot of time. I personally okay. am there answering messages. I do a lot of voice messages because it's faster than typing. I can hold it and talk while I'm driving. But that's the best way to reach me there. Um, if somebody wants to get insight on the work I do and like how this actually applies, how to make this shift we're talking about, mm-hmm. um, if you go to slow or go.co, uh, you can take a quiz and it lets you see if you're a slower go identity. And then my team will allow you to kind of figure out how to be able to up-level that, whether it's to go from a slow to a go or to go to the next level of your go identity. Because here's the biggest scary thing a lot of people don't want to accept. Those who are already having some kind of success, a go identity, they don't grasp as another tier Just because you aren't the next one doesn't mean there's something wrong. Like I'm a go identity, but I'm not like the rock level go. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) it's a whole different level of go. (laughs) So
0: there are some tiers you can work into in this world. But that's a good point for anybody who's in sales who's already having success. There's usually a next level to go to. And that's often where people get stuck is they're having the success they are having today. Mm -hmm. And it can easily allow them to get complacent and they need to find yeah. that next level. So Do I right. know I'm intrigued, guys, About I'm going to go to slow, slowergo.co and check it out. Do so it. Here's, the, here's the gift I want to leave, Anthony, if you're cool with it. You also wrote a book that I failed to mention called Trust Your Hustle. Yes. So for you listeners listening to this right now, and you have stuck with us throughout this entire interview, the first 10 that send me a direct message on LinkedIn and just type in Anthony Trucks, T-R-U-C-K-S, I'm going to mail you a copy of Anthony's book for you.
1: Oh, man, I appreciate that. Can I get one? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I got a whole bunch right here, but thank you, man. I truly appreciate that.
0: So if you guys, with that being said, Anthony, thank you again. This has been an unbelievable interview.
1: Very welcome. If you're out
0: there listening, your sales again. I hope you took a lot of notes like I did. This was absolutely mind-blowing. And if you're out there right now, guys, whether you're struggling with sales and you're thinking about switching your company, selling a different product, whatever it might be, or you're having success and you're just trying to figure out how to get to the next level, just remember, you are always just one mindset shift away from greatness. So that's it for this episode. Anthony, thank you again. Until next week, make it an awesome day. Hey, I just want to say thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode. If you're finding bullpen sessions to be valuable to your business and your life, do me a favor, please go to Apple, please subscribe, give it a five-star rating. And if you have anybody else in your life, whether it's in your personal tribe or in your business that could also be impacted by listening to these episodes, do me a favor, share the bullpen sessions with them. I'd be extremely grateful. And until next time, go out, make it happen today. Put a smile on your face and have some fun mindset